0: Welcome to Time After Time, a non-sponsored, highly judgmental podcast about time travel and love and friendship and the movies that bring them together into our living rooms. I'm Helena and I'm Paige and maybe in an alternate timeline you've already listened to this podcast and you loved it. Let's go. Cause I met a weird lady in the cemetery. Long story short, I'm going through time. I, I lost my dad and somehow it made me procrastinate. Long story short, it's the movie. Wow. 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 wow, but, I love um, that. That was really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, there is a song by Miss Taylor Swift called Long Story Short, which is what I was emulating um, because the movie we're doing today is also called Long, Long story, story short. Um, and just to give you a peek behind the curtain, we are recording virtually today because we have some exciting news. Uh, dear listener, I have COVID. It finally happened. It happened to me. Um, I, I've been waiting for this moment for two years, and here we are. Um, so I'm sure you can tell by the sound of my voice, I am unwell. Um, but I, uh, got the fancy antivirals, um, and hopefully they will kick in soon. Uh, <laughs> cause so far I still feel pretty bad. Um, but yeah, uh, I- I'm okay. Nobody worry about me. I'm fine. Yeah. And she somehow didn't give it to me. And it really is that meme of like, am I... Hiding from COVID or is COVID hiding from me at this point. Or do you feel left out, Paigey? I don't want COVID, but it does feel like COVID is avoiding me and like not inviting <laughs> me to its party. And like I didn't wanna to wanna to go to the party. Like I wanna stay. It's classic, yeah, I, I don't wanna go to the you. party, I wanna stay in my bed, but I would like to be invited. Yeah, I hear you, I hear you. We've all we've all felt that, we've all felt that way. Having been invited to the party, actually having been uh, dragged to the party somewhat against my will, I can tell you, not a great party. (laughs) Not enough snacks. uh, The playlist is shit. And everyone here is mean. So zero out of 10. Do not recommend COVID. Um, (laughs) Yelp reviews for COVID are bad. (laughs) They're really, really bad. No stars. Um, No gets stars either. It is a 12 o'clock on the doomsday clock. There we go. It's a nooner. COVID, it's a nooner. You're this a nooner. One's a nooner for me. Yep. But we persevere. We persevere. I am locked in my house for 10 days. So what better thing to do than watch rom-coms and snark about them with my best friend? Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. On that note, shall we summarize this bitch? Let's do it. We open. As the clock strikes midnight, Teddy runs into a New Year's Eve party and immediately grabs and kisses a lady he thinks is his girlfriend, Becca. Turns out it's not Becca, it's Leanne, who just happens to be wearing the same dress as Becca while also being a lady. That's literally all they have in common, aesthetically. While they're recovering from this whoopsie, he realizes Leanne had pecans in her mouth, which he is allergic to, so he starts having an allergy attack. She gets him an EpiPen, Becca arrives, and it's quite a wild little meet-cute. We don't see a Becca breakup, but presumably it happens because next thing you know, we're getting a montage of three years of Leanne and Teddy together. After that montage, we find Leanne and Teddy in a graveyard where they are speaking to Teddy's dad's grave, letting him know that after years of procrastinating, Teddy finally asked Leanne to marry him. A very intrusive older woman shows up, crashes their dead dad talk, and says some mysterious things to Teddy, including, I'm going to give you a wedding present. (laughs) And you seem like a good man, but lost. The experienced time travel movie viewer knows that this wedding present is about to put a hole in the space-time continuum. Mysterious intrusive stranger lady also pressures him into getting married in two weeks instead of putting off setting a date. Uh side note, I while I was typing this realized I love the word continuum. It's so fun that it has two U's in a row. I love writing. I love it. it. Yeah, it's like vacuum. Yeah. But vacuum is not as fun because it makes me think of chores. Continuum true, is, true, true, is true. so cool and spooky and has two U's. It's true. They did put two U's in a very spooky word. Yeah. After a wedding that seems too nice to have been planned in two weeks, Leanne and Teddy head back to their new house to open some gifts. Among them, they discover a mysterious tin can that makes a rattling noise when shaken and says, Open on your ten year anniversary. Before Teddy can investigate further, Leanne seduces him away. Despite being bloated, which, good for you, girl. (laughs) The next morning, Teddy wakes up and finds that the brand new house is now filled with furniture and his wife is somehow 18 weeks pregnant. With the help of Instagram, Teddy realizes that a whole year of his life has somehow gone by since last night. Leanne seems a little peeved that he forgot their anniversary, but other than that, it's mostly fine. As he's trying to process all of this, he briefly closes his eyes. When he opens them, he now has a seven-month-old baby that he is scared to hold. He tries to tell Leanne what's happening, but that doesn't work. She's, again, a little sad that he forgot their anniversary. This pattern keeps repeating. Life moves forward a year every 20 to 40 minutes or so. His marriage keeps getting worse because he seems to care more about his mysterious job and making money than his family. He never even took Leanne on a honeymoon. At some point, he enlists the help of his best friend, Sam, to show up every year and try to help somehow, but that doesn't really seem to do much about his marriage problems. Eventually, he fast-forwards to a year where he and Leanne are separated and then later divorced. He also seems to briefly get back together with Becca one year post-separation. Leanne has a handsome new doctor boyfriend for a few years. Sam gets diagnosed with skin cancer because he put off getting a mole removed, and two years after that, Teddy finds out Sam has died. While visiting Sam's grave, Teddy again runs into the mysterious older woman. She reveals that she was the one who gave him this gift of seeing his life in snapshots so he can hopefully go back and fix it, just like she did when someone gave her this gift many years ago. However, she admits that she doesn't really know how it works or how to end it. She does mention something about the tin can, though, which reminds Teddy of the mysterious tin can that he got for his wedding. Teddy goes to Leanne's house where she magically still has all their wedding presents in a very accessible box. 10 years later. (laughs) It's wild. As one does, including a piece of trash. (laughs) Inside the tin can, Teddy finds the wedding ring he gave Leanne, which she lost in the ocean a few years earlier. They profess that they still love each other and kiss. All of a sudden, Teddy wakes up and he's back at the morning after his wedding. He is now a changed man. No more procrastinating. He immediately books their honeymoon, tells Sam to get regular cancer screenings, and calls his boss to cut back on his hours so he can pursue his dream of photography. He also runs off to give the weird time travel gift to Becca, his ex-girlfriend, who he knows will end up with a lot of regrets about her own divorce. And that's where we end. We end with him running off to his ex to give her a present. To curse his ex. (laughs) It was a pretty anticlimactic last sentence to write, but the end. That's the way it goes. (laughs) We can't change that. It's not up to us. All right. So this is where we head on into Blast, blast from, from, the from the Past. past. Um, so I almost just cut this completely. There's very little here. This is an Australian movie. It was released in 2021 in Australia and then in America in July 2021. It's on Netflix. Was it released in theaters? it says it was released in U.S. theaters and on Video On Demand on July 2nd, really? 2021. But that could mean, like, two theaters. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they probably were like, we want to make sure it, like, is technically a theatrical release. Right. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it holds an approval rating of 50%. Um, yeah, I mean... The critics' consensus right. reads, long story short, a handful of clever touches aren't enough to outweigh this romantic comedy's repetitive and predictable story. Which, like... It's, I mean, I'm not saying that it deserved a higher score, but like when you're talking about a rom-com, you can't be like, it's predictable. Yeah, that's what we want. It's a rom-com. Yeah. What part of rom-com do you not understand? Yeah, no, I hate it when they do that. It's like, it's a it's form, <laughs> people. Yeah. You want the form. I also will say I was surprised when I Googled this. I typed in long story short and I expected it to be like a lot of the Taylor Swift song first. And then mm-hmm. this movie, like, way down. But no, this movie pops up. So. Huh. All right. Yeah. People have I'm, seen yeah, it. People have seen it. So we should, we should also say that this movie was not on the list. But because yes. I am sick and have been pretty much watching Netflix for five days straight, uh, Netflix was like, do you want to watch this? And I was like, oh, my God. It's, it's one of our movies. How did you know, Netflix? I do want to watch this. Yeah. I assume it's because it came out after we did the deep dive to make our list. I think that's probably true. Why it wasn't on our list, but it did lead me down an IMDb rabbit hole of just like looking at all the movies that are tagged with time travel romance. And I did add like another five to seven movies to our list. Great. Can't wait. It's never going to end. It's never going to end. This podcast or our friendship. Yeah, I I don't know. I didn't think our friendship ending was on the table. That wasn't really what I was talking about, but okay. Just like when the (laughs) podcast ends, are we still friends? Oh, uh, I mean, it depends. Uh, Like how the podcast ends? Yeah. Like if I sell it to Spotify for a million dollars and don't give you any? Oh, yeah, if you don't give me any. I was about to be like, no, you can do that. That's not worth that much to me. (laughs) Give me some $500,000. No, no. Yeah,
1: if, not you keep, if
0: you keep all the money, yeah, that would be friendship. I keep all the money. <laughs> okay, so the two stars of this movie are Rafe Raf. I'm so sorry to this man. Raff Raff Spall. Okay. It's R-A-F-E. Maybe probably Rafe. Rafe Spall. Oh, he's actually not Australian. He's an English actor. Oh. He's been in a bunch of... Things that we have seen here in America, including Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I haven't seen that here in America. I mean, I haven't seen any of these, but like Life of Pi, Prometheus. Oh, I saw The Big Short. Okay, so he's been in stuff, but I, I didn't saw recognize him. The Big him. Short, but honestly, I blocked most of it out. I really hated that movie. Um, the only thing I remember from it is like Selena Gomez in a bathtub trying to explain something about the stock market. That was kind of fun. I wish there was more of that in the movie, to be honest. Yeah. But this is not a podcast about the big short. Okay. So the other, the female lead is the very beautiful Zara Newman. Oh, she's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. Even Liam, like, again, Liam was doing the same dad thing where they walked in halfway through. (laughs) And then we're like, wait, so why is that? Who's that old woman? (laughs) (laughs) If you sit and watch the movie with me, you would know. Well, they did, but they had missed the first half. So, like, when she came back around, they were like, wait, what? What's happening? Um, but they were also like, that woman is very beautiful. <laughs> yeah, like, yes. no, she's stunning. She seems like she mostly works in Australia. The- but I did recognize the friend, Ronnie yeah. Chang. He's on The Daily Show? Yes. So he's the only one that I like looked into because I was like, I know this guy. And yeah, he- he's currently a correspondent on The Daily Show. He has two Netflix comedy specials. So he's around. And is he's- he Australian? No, I believe he's Malaysian. Oh, okay, cool. So he like, and he has worked a lot in Australia. He was like on a sitcom in Australia, but he's no, he's not from Australia. He is Malaysian and works on the American Daily Show. But I guess the host of the Daily Show is from South Africa. So that doesn't mean much. That's, that's really it. There's, there's nothing. Cool. Oh, actually, that's not true. There's one other thing about the main guy. Uh Uh-huh. That I will get into in our feminism section. Oh, no. It's not actually as bad as you're expecting it to be. But I was like, "We don't. this is going to okay. lead to a whole conversation. So, well, I'm excited. Now Now you've piqued my interest. Now you can get through the rest of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Magic. Magic. Science. Science. Just, Just a, a dream. So oh, this is... Tin can magic. Tin can magic. This is old lesbian in the graveyard magic. <laughs> yes, I was trying to figure out how to get that into the summary that she was a lesbian, but I couldn't really figure out how to seamlessly put it in. When he goes back to the graveyard for his explanation with the with the old witch, she's like, well, I got the curse on the day that I married a man. <laughs> Which sounds like, no, that sounds like she got her period. Yeah, you're right. It does sound like she got her period. I I got the gift (laughs) on the day that I married a man, which also sounds like she got her period. But if you're like, you have different opinions about periods. No, in that case, it sounds, if she says I got the gift the day I was supposed to marry a man, that makes it sound like she got the gift, it was the man's penis. Like she lost her virginity. I I suppose. I could go either way. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Regardless. Regardless. She got the gift on the day that she married a man. And or was she, she supposed to marry a man i think did they actually get married no she did she did do it and then she like oh. fast, did the fast forward thing 10 years and realized that she was a lesbian uh and then she she doesn't really explain how she like got back but she like went back in time and then did not marry the man and like was with her best friend for for the rest of her best friend's life right well, her, her right. lover yes yeah. They, they yeah. were not just best friends later. They were friends. <laughs> and they were very close. They sent each other many letters. Yeah, so we can talk about that that more, I guess, in the feminism section and how heteronormative that man was. But she says she doesn't know how it works or how to stop it. And yeah, it is confusing because it's like you somehow did stop it. So I feel like you're lying. Right. I'm not sure why she why she doesn't just say like this is what this was my process. She like gives right. no explanation, but it is her process was also probably different because right, it seems right. like the tin can is her touch on it. Right? It seems like maybe oh, when he think? goes to give it, to, well, because she talks about how she had a tin can that she and her brother used to talk to through uh, with the string, and it meant a lot to her. I thought she was just like giving that as a hint rather than like. But why wouldn't she just tell him? I don't know. Cause she's an old lesbian witch. who lives in a graveyard. <laughs> yeah. It is from the get go. The first time you meet her, you're immediately, cause like, again, as, as an experienced viewer, I know what's happening, but even like knowing what's happening, I was like, wow, this is a very intrusive stranger at the cemetery. Yeah. Yeah. She really just walks right up to them while they're having a moment at a grave that clearly means something to them. And she is like, you two, you're getting married. You should get married next week. It is very bizarre. Like that is the kind of place you can't just jump in and be like, "I was eavesdropping," and which is literally That's what she does. Like, do not eavesdrop. It's a graveyard. Jesus, I'm talking to my dead dad. She really went for it, honestly. So the mechanism seems to be you give someone a tin can or something for wedding or something. And then inside the tin can is is something is something. Yeah. She doesn't really know how it works. I think she just sort of thought really hard. I want to give it to this man and then the universe took over. Like I believe she does not really know how it works. She also mentions, she's like, I've been waiting a long time to give this to someone. And I, and I knew it was you, which I think is so funny because it's just like, she just, eavesdropped on one conversation that they had in the graveyard and was like I'm gonna ruin this man's life right and in the beginning when I'm when eventually it's clear right that she wants him to see what his life is gonna look like and then fix it but in the beginning when it's just sort of a fast-forwarding thing I thought it was like he's fast-forwarding because he's a procrastinator and I was like I don't understand how that would help it's only gonna make things get procrastinated more I don't right it's just like an accumulation of procrastination which I guess is the point is like if you procrastinate more you're going to always procrast like the procrastination is just gonna like compound I I don't know is that the best way to teach a procrastinator probably not this movie's mechanisms are very similar, and the like structure and the point, all of this is very similar to Click, right? Yeah, it is. It is Australian Click, you know. Click for those of you who don't know, we did a whole episode on it, but it's it was a very popular uh, Adam Sandler vehicle from the early two thousands. Adam Sandler, Christopher Walken. Don't watch it. Listen to our episode <laughs> if you want to know why you shouldn't watch it. But regardless. The whole point seemed to be that he was prioritizing work over his family. And at the end of this movie, somehow this weird procrastinator man, the moral was secretly the whole time that he was going to become a workaholic and, pro- and prioritize well, work over his family. It was like, was he a workaholic to begin with? Because the second the second he starts fast forwarding, he's like, I'm a workaholic. And it's like, <laughs> right. what? That's something we actually see before time starts moving in Click with Adam Sandler. So it makes sense that when his consciousness isn't there, like when he's just sort of in autopilot mode, which we have to assume that the character in this movie also is when in between when he's conscious in his body, it makes sense that Adam Sandler's character in Click would be in autopilot mode doing workaholic stuff. It doesn't really make sense that that would be Teddy's default. Yeah. I would think if he was in autopilot mode and he's a procrastinator, he would just be like, on the couch like maybe just like real depressed if you're in autopilot mode and you're a big procrastinator I don't know yeah I don't know yeah it didn't really the cause and effect didn't super make sense to me also like I just don't think that like being a procrastinator means that like you need to go on a on a big magical journey It, the the like punishment didn't fit the stakes crime. Stakes of the uh, inciting reason for his journey did not feel high enough for me. Yes, yeah, for sure. Where she's like, "You're a good but lost man," and I was like, "He doesn't seem that lost. He doesn't even seem like that big of a procrastinator." He they, he proposed to his girlfriend after three years. Like that well, sounds so crazy I was say yes. to me. That seems like a normal amount of time. I don't know. I, I don't know why we're like, if it had been 10 years, maybe. Right. But or it had been, even even if it had been three years and they had been, t- like, she had overheard her being like, I've told you for years I want to get married. And him being like, I'm not ready yet. But he had already proposed. Right. And then she's like, you have to get married in two weeks. And then the the girlfriend is like yes yes strange old lady that's a great idea you're right we should not plan a wedding we should or somehow plan a wedding in two weeks yeah i mean that's in my uh consistency notes but that wedding wild that they uh, they were trying to get us to believe they planned that in two weeks yeah that dress fitted her way too well for any tailor to have had a hand in it yeah and she was like i'm gonna return it (laughs) the next day and i was like that's not off the rack no, it's okay. Not. And they had like balloons and flowers and all of the everyone. Okay, also even the guys were in tuxes. Like I don't even know if you can rent a tux that fast. Yeah, the whole thing. It, it, maybe one guy could, but right. like, but not like a matching all of the wedding groomsmen, party. a matching set of tuxes. No, not happening. Simply not happening. Also, getting all of your relatives. All of the relatives were there. If they were, like, we're going to plan an elopement in two weeks and it's just going to be us and our one friend Sam, like, that <laughs> yeah. I would believe. But, like, all of their relatives m- managed to make it in two weeks. No one had a conflict. Well, you're doing dead dad erasure. Not all the relatives were there, Halita. Thank you. Thank you. Actually, you're doing dead dad erasure because he was there in spirit. <laughs> you don't know. He no, I felt you him. Don't I, felt, I felt him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So he gets out of it by giving his wife back the what wed- ex-wife By giving his ex-wife back the wedding ring and then they love each other and they kiss cuz true love saves yeah. all yeah suddenly she like wants to be with him again he gives like a nice speech i guess she gives a nice speech she gives she gives a nice speech <laughs> he gives a nice speech too though doesn't he he gives a nice speech on like not wasting a day and get like, yeah, right. Ending, right, right. You know, just because it doesn't, she make gives sense more for them specifics about how much she likes him and what exactly yeah. she likes about him. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, let's not waste a second, which is fine. Like it's fine. The, the scene is nice. We can talk about the romance later, but like it's their 10th anniversary, which is a nice touch. Tin is the 10th anniversary thing. I learned apparently. so much from this movie about what thing I'm supposed to give my husband on each anniversary. Oh, my anniversary. God. It really – why did every – that's in my consistency notes, too. Why did everybody know? <laughs> everybody but him. Wait, I already forgot. Cotton. Two is Cotton, right? I guess, yeah. Yeah, she gives him, like, a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. so apparently everybody in the world of this movie knows off the top of their head – what you give for each wedding anniversary I don't think everybody knows that off the top of their head no I think it might be a generational thing like I feel like my mom knows but the people in this movie were closer to our age than my mom's age okay so the people who wrote the movie maybe right exactly okay fair enough fair enough but so it was a nice touch that it's a tin can and it's their 10th wedding anniversary even though they're not married anymore like she he keeps right. being, she keeps being like you remembered it's our anniversary and it's like you're not married anymore yeah they talk about their anniversary a lot for two people who are divorced um <laughs> true love's kiss brings them back it's always true love's kiss if we learn nice. anything from shrek that it's is true always love's true love's kiss yep i will also say the amount of time he gets in each year seems very inconsistent and random <laughs> This is one thing I had I took a lot of issue with I don't understand what makes him move to the next year at all like at first, the first year he fell asleep. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, so when he falls asleep, that's when he moves. But no, not at all. Yeah, it's just when the gods or that old lady decide if she's peering in the window. I don't know. But maybe she was. It is funny. She doesn't seem to try to find him or anything. She's no, she's like, eventually, like... he'll come back to this graveyard, and I can reveal. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's sometimes it seems like he has a couple hours because he like gets places. Sometimes he has like ten minutes. It's very yeah boring. yeah. And I just feel I I worry for like the things that he's doing in the in the moment. He was like walking a dog. Mm. One time, and I was like, "Is he gonna?" I guess he goes into autopilot mode. And he yeah, like... he's he's still there. He's still there, but it like <laughs> I worry about like, what if you're a- operating heavy machinery? Are you gonna slip into autopilot mode seamlessly, or is there like a little bit of after effects? Yeah, I mean, it seems like he's a decent dad, even in autopilot mode. So I don't know. It seems like he's a dad in autopilot <sighs> mode, which is. not uncommon right fair yeah yeah the bar for dads is low yeah all right well we're kind of already doing it but let's officially transition to what what have have you you done done? okay here's where we talk about consistency plot holes and any other little time travel potpourri stuff that we want to hit on um, we already talked extensively about this wedding, so I think we I think we're good there. Unless you have more things you want to say about the, the wedding not making no, sense. No, no, it's fine. I will say I thought they were correct in, in figuring out that Instagram would be a really useful tool if you were stuck in this exact scenario. Yeah, to like see totally. what you missed. I think that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I would see that I missed a lot of podcasts. <laughs> that's that's true my Instagram would not be super helpful it would just be like oh cool I still have dogs and uh a lot of podcasts yep yep but I will say I took issue and they did address this like much later but even like years two three four I was like their phones would look different and Instagram would look different there'd be a new social media platform or it would like have gone through a revamp There'd be stories now. Ten years now. is a long time, yeah. No, no, no. I, I totally agree with you. I think that their phones would look different much more quickly. Right. And also also the style. Um. Yes. What's her name? Leanne was wearing, like, a square neck top six <laughs> years in a row. And I was like, Leanne, honey, we need to move on from this square neck. Like, I know it's cool right now, but, like, not yeah. three years from now. They also were so bad at aging then. Like, it was... Yeah. He didn't age until year, I would say, like, nine. And then all of a sudden, he was an older gentleman with glasses. Yeah. And also, like, he kept saying that he looked older. Yeah. He kept being like, oh, my God, I look so old. And, like, he didn't. Like, he looked the same, which was so strange. Yes. And she looked not different at all, minus a haircut. Yeah, I don't think they I don't think they bothered to age her because they were like, she's the beautiful ingenue, so like why would we want her to be any less desirable? Yeah. Um, although I have to say he was more desirable as an older gentleman with glasses. For sure. As soon as he had the glasses, I was like, oh I see it now. Okay. Yeah, totally. I was like, okay, low budget Ryan Reynolds, I see you. Let's do it. Speaking of aging, they really messed up. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I think they really messed up with his daughter's age because Year eight. It's definitely year eight. I, like, went back and Uh double-checked. Year eight, he's on the beach with his daughter, and she says she's eight. She would not be eight because she wasn't born until halfway through between years one and two. So she would be six and a half. Oh, yeah, no, you're right about that, for sure. Really, really bothered me. Though the daughter thing was a little messed up, like, all the way through because from the beginning when she says she's 18 weeks pregnant she was way more than 18 weeks pregnant she had like a big belly at 18 weeks you're you're like you like you could be you're definitely showing but like not that much uh I'll take your word for it I don't know if I've now that I'm thinking about it I really don't know if I've like been up close and personal with somebody as they've gone through all the stages of pregnancy I follow a lot of mom influencers she was too pregnant okay Fair enough. I have another question, unless you have a question. Yeah, go ahead. I I don't know if this is a question so much as uh, pointing out another boo-boo that they made. But in the beginning, she's eating a pecan or a praline, something. Yeah. Praline, praline in the beginning, which is a tree nut. And he's like, oh, no, I'm allergic to nuts. Okay. And then later when they're on the beach and he thinks about killing himself with the chocolate bar that has peanuts in it. Oh, and I'm like, those are different are you, allergies. So, yeah, are okay. you allergic to tree nuts or peanuts, Mister? Wow, fascinating. <laughs> I did not even think of that. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Okay, here's a here's a major issue that I came up against. Every year on this man's anniversary, he acts extremely erratic. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't anybody taking this man to the hospital because he's having some sort of seizure or episode? Uh, well, I mean, to be fair, after the first, like, three years... He's having, like, a meltdown consistently, it seems like. Well, I was also going to say, they separate, like, year four. So after the first three years, no one is as, like, around to be, like... Sure. Okay, fine. Years one through three, though. Like, what is happening, you guys? Let's let's help this man. (laughs) The first year is he's just a little bit out of it and the second no 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 I'm sorry my (laughs) husband wakes up does not remember that I am pregnant and I am 18 weeks pregnant
1: and is saying
0: things like you know where did all this furniture come from and yesterday we got married and all this stuff I am I am like honey are you okay what what day do you think it is And then he's like, I think it's a year ago. And I'm like, okay, we're, we're going to take you to talk to someone because you don't seem well. Okay. But (laughs) within 10 minutes, he like lies down and then is like back to normal. You know, it's a very fast thing is what I'm saying. Okay. That is a fair point. That's a fair point. But then the following year, he freaks out. He does not know who our kid is. He doesn't want to hold our baby. He doesn't (laughs) want to hold our baby and doesn't remember her name. Like, yeah. No, that I'm. A girl. I'm sorry. I'm at that point. I'm like, honey, we're just gonna like, just get in the car. We're going for a drive. We're just gonna make well, sure. And, and that year, he told her he was traveling through time. Right. So again, which was a funny exchange. I did like that when she was like, "Where did you travel to?" And he was like, the "Here." Present. And she's like, "I don't think you know how time travel works." That was funny. Yeah. But. He could have been like, have you seen the movie Click? Because later he references Groundhog's Day. And I'm like, Groundhog's Day is not at all similar to what you're going through. That's a time no, loop. it isn't. You are fast forwarding through time. I don't know why you thought that was the same thing. You are very time travel movie illiterate. Because it's the same day technically, but it's different years. So that's why he thinks it's like Groundhog Day. But it's not. No, at some point, when, when he's talking to the older woman in the graveyard, he says something. He says, I don't have time to make everything perfect, but that's what they did in Groundhog's Day to get out of the, the time loop. And she's like, what are you talking about? You dumb, dumb man. <laughs> I did like, I really laughed out loud when he said, I haven't peed for like eight years. Yeah, that was very funny. And a really good point that like does not often go addressed in these time travel movies. I mean, in all movies, honestly. That's also true. Like superhero movies. Yeah. What are, they, where are they, they peeing? They pee in the sky. They're birds, you know? <laughs> I guess you're right. I haven't peed in eight years. You know, the way that this movie is structured, it kind of suggests that this is happening in real time. So, yeah. in terms of like real time, he really only had this experience, this traumatic experience, for like an hour and a half. That's true. He's fine. Chill he's out. fine. You can deal with it for an hour and a half. Yeah, I would say like at most like two hours. Like maybe we don't see some of him like walking or like driving, but we right. we do. We see most of it. Yeah. So you're right. This that's a good point. This traumatic experience is very short. Yeah, like he's really okay. Yeah, I didn't even really consider it that way, but yes, I I think that I think that he's gonna be fine. Um, I also liked that. I don't know. As like an experiment to himself, in year like two, he puts an orange in their like potted plant, and then he can tell I guess when time has sped up because the the orange is rotten. But I was immediately like, your house would be full of fruit flies. Yes, <laughs> that's orange. What I said too. I I took so much issue with that orange because I was like. Okay, your house would be full of fruit flies. You would smell the orange. Your wife, you or your wife would walk over to the orange and be like, oh, how did this get in here? Oops, it's thrown out. Why yeah. does my house smell like rotten orange all the time? And w- full of fruit flies. I just, yeah. it wasn't even that well hidden. I, their house is very clean. I didn't buy that. No, I hated that. Okay, I have one more slightly related to time travel reference to mention, and I want to know if you can guess, did you catch any reference, particular reference in this movie that you were like, Paige is going to love that? Oof. Off the top of my head, no. Okay. But I can't wait to hear what it is. (laughs) Seven or eight years in, Teddy says to Leanne, you don't age. Do you have a painting in your attic? Oh yes. Okay. Yes. I absolutely (laughs) was like Paige will love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. For those of you, again, stupid, illiterate time sluts who are just really dumb and don't read. That is a- Paige, don't insult our beautiful time sluts. Helena, it's called negging. It's how you get them to keep coming back. That is a Dorian Gray reference. It's a reference to Oscar Wilde's The Picture of Dorian Gray, which is my favorite book of all time. I own multiple copies. It's a whole thing. Yes. It's caused much drama, (laughs) uh, which we cannot get into on this podcast. Yes. I I clocked that. I didn't write it down, but I was like, that's a page moment right there. We love. Yeah. Uh, Another thing I did think that you would take issue with, one of the years Leanne gets a dog, Mm -hmm. and he's like, acting real erratic and bad and like a total nightmare man and the dog comes out of the house and like right at the end of his like time in that year he's like can I walk your dog and Leanne's like yeah sure I'm sorry you've just come to my house like destroyed the kiddie pool threatened (laughs) my boyfriend been like real erratic and weird no you can't walk my dog I think I'm not just going to let you walk off with my dog. Yeah. I mean, I personally wouldn't, but I also think like him going through a bad time at that point made sense. Right? Like he clearly wasn't happy with the divorce. He wasn't happy with her new husband. It wasn't like he was being erratic out of nowhere. Like she could tell he was going through a hard time and the cute dog might help. No, absolutely. But I'd be like, sure, I will come with you. Or like, she doesn't want to spend time with him. Or, you know, maybe another day or you can pet him in the, you can play fetch with him in the yard for a bit. I'm sorry, I'm not letting you walk off with my dog. Yeah. I do think it seemed like he went to, like, a beach across the street. I think she could see him from the window. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, I <laughs> yes. think you're gonna, like, kill my dog. Like, that yeah. was would be where, maybe I'm more paranoid than you. No, I, okay, here's the, I wouldn't do it, but, like, I also understood that this is probably, like, a pretty safe seaside town, even if he, like, ran away, there Get a like I don't I think it, it's not New York City you know okay yeah I guess you can't disappear quite as easily but regardless I hated that mm-hmm. I was like no <laughs> yeah I will say very cute dog Adorable. great job on the great dog Dane. casting loved that yeah although don't Great Danes like by the time they're like one year old aren't they pretty much like their full size yeah that was a bigger inconsistency issue to me where I was like the dog aged two years in a row like a lot and I was like I feel like most of this aging would have happened within one year but okay yeah yeah no they they didn't really have the dog at its full size until year two and they were like oh yeah this is the size of a great dane one year in and I don't think right. that's true but that was happening around the same time that his daughter was a year too old so so you're more concerned about the human daughter well I did clock age. the dog I did clock the yeah. dog but I, I'm not as confident in like I wasn't as confident in, like, for sure, this is what Great Danes look like at one year and two year old. I fine, for sure fine. know that she was too old, you know? Right, right. Fair enough. I, I mean, do we want to talk more about how the fact that she just had the wedding box somewhere that she could get it in five seconds is wild? I, mean, I feel like I feel like we covered it. <laughs> we covered it. Yeah. <laughs> not only it's in her house okay i just want to say like it'd be one thing if it was like in her house but it's like in the attic it was in like the front hall like it was in the closest closet to her is she like taking it (laughs) down and like pulling these things out and be like my precious like what is she doing i wasting pantry space right and he specifically asks her like do you have the box of like wedding gifts that like we didn't really want? Like the, the stuff that like was not good. And she was like, yes, it's right here. <laughs> taking up space in my pantry. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yes. Duh, is da there, love. Stand the test, the test of, of, time? of time. Here's where we talk about the romance. If you couldn't figure that out from the category name, because you're a dumb idiot. Thank you. <laughs> um, Stop nagging the listeners. It's working. <laughs> um, I I thought their meet cute was very fun, except for the fact that like that he could have died. He well he could have okay that I was just gonna say like, Leanne is uh, a taller than Becca. She has different hair than Becca. She's a different skin color than Becca. Yeah, there's a lot of things to suggest that she wasn't Becca for sure. They kind of cast Becca as someone who looked closer to Leanne. Yeah, like I'm not sure why they why they did that, but uh, yeah, I, a very fun idea for a meet cute, though. Yes, and ultimately they were wearing the same dress, so I was like, "This man's an yes. idiot," and then I was like, "Oh well." they were wearing the same dress, so. Yeah, I do think it would have been more accurate to men if it just, like, was sort of a similar-looking dress. <laughs> right, right, That's what I was expecting, which would have been, honestly, maybe a little funnier yeah. if they looked at each other and were like, this dress is not the same. I don't know if they needed the the allergic to nuts part. Like, I think it could have been a fun enough meet-cute for just, like, them to kiss and be like, whoopsie, and then Becca comes, and they're all, like, laughing about it, haha, and then they hang out, and then... You know? I don't know if he needs to almost die. Yeah. I did think it made it, like, it made him seem less creepy. Mm. In a way, like, it endeared us to him a little bit, because it was like, sure. oh, he was in danger, and he, like, is bu- is kind of a bumbling fool. Yeah. Uh, look how vulnerable this man is. Yeah. Uh, he's, not, he's not a predator. <laughs> he couldn't possibly be a predator. He's allergic to this. <laughs> be a very easy-to-kill predator. Yeah. So I wrote, this is a fun MeQ, and then I wrote under it, but poor Becca, what happened to Becca? And then later I added the note, oh, see feminism section. (laughs) (laughs) Becca really gets the shaft here. Yeah, she really does. Poor Becca. Yeah, much maligned character. And she doesn't do anything wrong. And uh, we'll we'll talk more about Becca later. Yeah, yeah. Their love does not stand the test of time. (laughs) No. But it was not meant to. It wasn't meant to. It was never meant to. One thing I will say is that, like, after he kisses her and is like, oh, shit, you're not my girlfriend, he offers to buy her a drink, which I was like, mm. this is making it seem like you're trying to cheat on your girlfriend. Like, now that you mm. seem like a pickup artist, like, don't buy right. her a drink. Instead yeah. of being like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, my girlfriends are, I'm sorry. It just <laughs> disappear. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, 100%. I would if I was Leanne, I'd be like, no, why don't we go find your girlfriend? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Let's tell her what happened. <laughs> Let's see if we're wearing anything remotely close to the same dress. Let's see if we look anything alike. We don't. I also like that he couldn't tell it was his girlfriend while they were kissing. Like, I feel, right. like, I feel like I would know if I wasn't kissing my partner. Yeah. You can tell. Mouths feel different. (laughs) People kiss different ways. Especially a mouth you're, like, very familiar with. Yeah. No, that's stupid. Beyond the be cute, before everything started going wrong, their, their romance was very cute. I liked how he said, so I watched the trailer for this, and they have him in the trailer towards the, like, towards the end of the trailer, him saying, I love you more than I did yesterday and not as much as I will tomorrow. And it made it seem like that's something he, like realized he should say to her later in the movie so i liked that before any of the time travel shenanigans he's he was very affectionate towards her and in touch with his emotions he and he he did marry her uh you know he said i love you more than i did yesterday and not as much as i will tomorrow before the time travel magic which is yeah like he, he didn't seems really, to really, really appreciate her and love her and when he realizes that he's lost her he's very devastated Yeah. Appropriately so. She seems like a catch. He does not. Mm -hmm. Once he wears glasses, he does. Absolutely. He just needs some time. I mean, good on Leanne for like seeing the future, like, like uh, believing in the, believing in the vision of the future. Potential. Yeah. I think that they're, they're very cute together and I'm glad that he fixed his life. Maybe the part that's like hard for us to believe is like, I just don't think he would have screwed up his life that badly without this. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yes. That's the thing that's that's difficult to believe is that like all of this was inevitable without a major like traumatic event happening. Right. I did like how so he's forgetting their anniversary. I mean, he's not really forgetting their anniversary. Other things are happening. I don't think he's forgetting their anniversary, but she thinks he's forgetting their anniversary and I was writing down because she's like, all men forget anniversaries. It's fine. And I like wrote my notes. It's really not hard to remember an anniversary. And then later she says, I don't get how you can forget the best day of our lives. Maybe it doesn't mean as much to you as it does to me. And I was like, thank you. Don't just be like, all men forget anniversaries. And yeah, yeah. Let it go. I just like, I know my parents anniversary. I know my grandparents anniversary. Like, it's really. Well, you have a better memory than most, to be fair. <laughs> sure. I just feel sure. like. You know, you have to remember two things, right? You have to remember your anniversary and your wife's birthday. Two days a year. Yeah. No, it's not hard. It's not hard. Also, like, it's a big day for both of you. The whole the anniversary thing always makes me laugh because it's like, oh, only women care about your anniversary. But like, you both got married that day. Yeah. So I don't know. Luckily, no one will ever forget your anniversary because it's Halloween. Yeah. So spooky. Yes. I made it very easy on us. But yeah, generally I'm like, you know. We said earlier, I don't dig on rom-coms for being predictable, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's what they're supposed to do. But I do think that the, the trope of men forgetting anniversaries is one that we can really just throw in the garbage and never use again. Yeah, that's, that's fine. I thought it was really, really sad when she lost his dad's ring. Yeah. His dad made a wedding ring for his mom. And clearly now, I assume both his parents are dead. At least his dad is dead. We never see his mom, so probably. Yeah. And also, she's not wearing her wedding ring anymore. So, right. So, it's a homemade carved ring that his parents use that he then gives to Leanne. And after they separated, which I'm like, why did she, why was she wearing the ring after they were separated anyway? But she was wearing the ring after they were separated and while, seemingly, while she was with her new boyfriend. Right. Which seemed very weird to me. She says in the beginning when he gives it to her, I'm never taking this off. But like, people say that. And then they take it off and you get divorced. Right. Because when you get married, you're supposed to be married forever. That's the point. But then people get divorced. So I thought it was really sad. I also will say, I you know, again, rom-com's predictable. I expected a lot of things throughout this movie. I didn't expect the ring to be the thing that was in the tin can at the end.
1: That was very cool. That That was a very fun surprise. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, she was way, you're right, she was way too casual about it. It was honestly a little fucked up that she was like, oh, uh, sorry, I dropped it in the ocean and I didn't tell you. Yeah. Like, you guys are in contact. You could call him and be like, I'm devastated. I'm very sorry. Also, like, that's a family heirloom. Like, it's one thing to keep your wedding ring after you get divorced. If, like, you're married for a while, it's your ring, whatever. But, like, it's his family heirloom. You know how much his dad means to him. Give him back the ring if you're divorcing him. Yeah, seriously. He doesn't want to get divorced. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't want to get divorced. You keep telling him you do and this would be a great way to get him to like sign the papers maybe is being like it's really over. I'm giving you back your dad's ring. Yeah. I don't know. Just a just a suggestion, Leanne. Yeah. I mean, she was pretty pretty great throughout the movie. Her one Yeah, that step, was maybe I'll her say. one flaw. I I overall though, I liked their love. I was rooting for them. Yeah, I like that they played Scrabble together. Cute, you know, I cute. love that. Uh, I thought her mom, monologue at the end, how she like misses brushing her teeth next to him and misses doing nothing with him was very sweet. But also, and we can talk about this more in the feminism section because it's under my notes about capitalism. She says, I miss doing nothing with you. And like three minutes later, he's like, we're never doing nothing again. Yeah, no, I I definitely clocked that. He, he wakes up back in year one and is like, immediately burst of energy like we have to go conquer the world and she's like but we just had a whole wedding yesterday can't we just like hang out and he's like no (laughs) I hate your ideas I'm not listening to you I know that like the thing that he was supposed to learn was like not to procrastinate I really thought what he should have learned was like how to listen it seemed like that Mm. was his main problem was that he did not listen yeah and like maybe some of that is then not procrastinating if because when you procrastinate, it like shows a lack of respect for other people's time. Right. Right. So sure. There's an overarching lesson about respecting other people's time. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to be busy twenty-four seven. Right. Yeah. Again, I overall liked their their love, but the montage at the end, there was like a montage before he wakes up back in year one. Too cheesy, even for me. <laughs> It was a very cheesy montage of a, like things we just saw. Like, it's yeah. not like this is a series where it's like some of this is from 10 years ago. I right. just watched this movie. This is all footage. I just saw. Yeah, see, I get it. You guys, you're there in love. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else to say about Leanne and Teddy? Because otherwise I want to talk about the other major romance of this movie. Uh, no, I don't think so. Please, please proceed. Do you know what I'm referring to? I'm not Sure the beautiful homie bromance oh yeah the bromance yeah it was great so I'm talking about between Teddy and his best friend Sam and it seems like his relationship with Sam was stronger than his relationship with Leanne's because their friendship seems to have survived whatever workaholic autopilot he was doing because it seems like they were very close up until Sam passed away yeah according to his Instagram which this is a little fucked up But according to his Instagram, which he posted publicly, he spent a lot of time at the hospital with Sam yeah. uh, while he was in the last days of his illness, taking yeah. a lot of pictures of him looking very bad. Okay. I will say though, because Liam also pointed this out and was like, yeah, he's posting a lot of pictures of this guy looking very bad. But I will say, so in the last few months of my dad's life, I also, we posted a lot of pictures specifically like. My brothers went and like my dad couldn't go to their graduation, so my brothers went in their like caps and gowns to visit my dad at his rehab facility, and we post a lot of pictures of those, and like when he, you know, was able to like leave the facility to come to our house for Passover. And because I had was seeing him so frequently, I didn't really realize how bad he looked until I like looked at the pictures years later, or like even just like a year later compared to like pictures of him when he was healthy. So I will say, like, I think in the moment. You don't necessarily see a person you spend a lot of time with as looking as sick as it's clear that they look to the rest of the world. All right. That's a fair point. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't consider that. And in a way, like a lot of the, the pictures that they were showing was like, he was having Sam's birthday at the hospital right. and like, you'd want to post pic, like you normally post yeah. pictures of a birthday and like, why should it be any different? Okay, fair enough. Quite retracted. Like I said, Leah made the same point. And I I don't know if maybe I'm giving the writer too much credit, right? But but like maybe the writer did go through something where he knew that. But also just like people post everything on Instagram, you know? So maybe I'm reading too much into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I thought it was nice that their friendships arrived and that he seemed to be a better friend to Sam than he was a husband to Leanne, even on autopilot. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like, it almost seemed like his experience with Leanne and the divorce improved him as like a husband and a father uh or sorry as a father and a friend because he did seem like a pretty good dad although an autopilot dad mm-hmm. and he did seem like a very supportive friend to sam so yeah and yeah. sam was a very supportive friend to him he like drove over just because of reminder in his phone was like you have to go to your friend's house i love that <laughs> honestly I liked that one of the lessons he took away, one of the things that he's like, I need to do right now was he called him and told him to to do the cancer screenings every year. But he also then said, I love you. I don't know if I say that enough. And one of the messages is tell your homies that you love them. Yeah, that's beautiful. Tell your homies that you love them and make sure you hold them accountable for going to the doctor. Yes, especially I will say just to stereotype like men, if they're not in a relationship. No, this is a reason why single why single people, and especially single men, are at higher risk for diseases like this, because they don't mm-hmm. go to the doctor. They don't have someone nagging them to go to the doctor. Or, like, looking at their back. Or looking at their back. Ready? Ladies, Ladies did, did we just, we just time, time travel back, back to the, to the 1950s? 1950s? I I have like I have so many things here that I've like divided them into categories. Okay, can't wait. Okay, wait. I'll give you an option. All right, here. Okay. Capitalism, fat phobia, Becca, global warming, <laughs> uh, gay magic lady. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do capitalism okay, for a hundred. Alex. Part of th- why their marriage is falling apart is because she's saying like you have to spend more time with your family and less time at work. And then there's this whole dichotomy that she wants to be a writer. And I guess at some point he wanted to be a photographer. And so they both have these passions and she's still chasing the writing thing. And she thinks he resents her because she, he can't stand the fact that she's chasing something she loves because he quote unquote, doesn't have the guts to. And then at the end, she doesn't want him to quit his job entirely because they need the income. Right. (laughs) So, because okay, so the whole thing, the whole time, I was like, and again, this is Australia. It's not the U.S. I'm sure it's, it's maybe not quite as bad in other countries as it is. I mean, I think Australia is still a capitalist country. Yeah, it's although a capitalist they country. Do have universal healthcare? Yes, it's a capitalist country. But I will say, like, yeah, the the stagnant wages, the lack of universal healthcare, the intense work culture, I think is particular particularly bad in the U S yeah sure yes and it's it's funny because it really colors there was there's so many movies that I saw growing up where it was like the guy works too much I'm for some reason right now thinking specifically about bringing down the house have you seen that movie it's Steve Martin and Queen Latifah basically Steve Martin and his wife who I don't remember who the actress is anyway they got divorced because he was working too much and then somehow he's like a, a criminal defense lawyer and Queen Latifah has been accused of a crime she didn't commit. And so she like finds him and like moves into his house and it's like a whole thing and really shakes up his life. Wow. Sounds great, honestly. <laughs> and at the end, he and his wife get back together and he like throws his cell phone out the window. Wait, so Queen Latifah and Steve Martin don't even kiss? No, Queen Latifah gets with Eugene Levy, who's Steve okay. Martin's friend. that's good too, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. I don't know if it holds up. Whatever. Yes, that is that is a an overarching trope. And it's a uh, trope. It's very boring. As a kid, I was always like, "Yeah, work less, Steve Martin," or even like with my my parents. I like that was an issue with my parents' marriage, and I was like, "Yeah, work less." But it's sort of like, yeah, like Steve Martin in that movie, and like my dad, like they both had like a lot of money. It's a different situation, but also you don't get to keep being like high powered partner in a law firm if you don't put 70 hours in and it's like you don't actually want this person you want this person to work less but also make as much make money right like you don't it's hard especially here it's like you can and he calls us out he's like you can afford to chase your dream because I am bringing in money to support our daughter like right right and I the way he says it is like super asshole and like I'm, there is a balance there's a work-life balance but like He is not entirely wrong. Absolutely. But what I think is really funny about it in this context is that he has no memories of the last however many years. And he immediately, because this is a trope, I think, it's the only way it can be explained. He immediately is like, well, you can do this because I'm doing this. He doesn't know that he's doing that. Well, he doesn't say that the letter that he reads says that. No, I know. But what I'm saying, like the way that he reacts like emotionally is like he does the whole like, I'm a dad and I work too much. And I like I wrote this down, like he is falling immediately into the like, well, I'm providing for this family. Right. Like he <laughs> yeah. doesn't actually know what their financial situation is. Everything could have changed. Like, she she could have a job at that point. He could have lost his job. He has no idea what their actual financial situation is. But he's immediately yeah. like, I'm providing for this family. Yeah. And, like, that's bad, too. He just assumes that that's what's happening. Or yeah. the movie assumes it. It's just strange because the only moment he seems to have any sense of, like, what's happening in his life. Right. Why would he have a memory of that? Right. And it's a a combination of like the the capitalism seeking it and the patriarchy seeking it where he's like, I need to provide for this family so that my wife can chase her flimsy little arch dream, you know? Right, right. And watch our kid. Because the whole time I was sort of thinking this and then at the end when she's like, no, don't quit your job. Because he calls and he's like, I'm going to quit my job because you because he's seen 10 years of her saying you work too much and I want you to be here with us. And then he goes to quit his job, which, by the way, I thought it was very funny that he says, I, I'm not 100% sure what I do because we never know what he does. It yeah, it's funny. And she's like, no, 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 just uh, you don't quit your job. We need the money. And he's like, oh, OK, I'm just not going to do overtime. And it's like, see, like you didn't want him to quit his job either. Right. If the issue was just he was working too many hours, like, I don't know, that's a easier issue to remedy than probably than whatever is like I, I don't know it's just like I felt like that is pa- it papers over deeper issues both in a relationship and in society when you're just like well you work too much and I want you to be home yeah but do you do you actually want that person home <laughs> right because maybe you don't actually like that person and also like sure maybe you don't need as much money but you do want to feed your daughter yeah absolutely And he's being an ass about it, but, like, that's because he's an ass and not because he's working too many hours. Right, right. The other thing that I thought was funny was he talks all about, like, working so much, but clearly he's not, like, really socially mobile at all. Because he has the same house, the same car, the same phone for, like, all these Mm -hmm. years in, in click, he keeps like moving up the ladder, and yeah, that's or stuff. This movie did not make good on that at all. He was like, "Yes, I work way too much, but like my circumstances are exactly the same. Well, and also, your, his anniversary would fall on a different day of the week every year because that's how that's days true. Work. sometimes it would be on a, a Tuesday, weekday, and it and seems he would like it's up like up the middle her. of the day, and it's like light out. It's not like it's six in the morning, like it's light out, and he's right not dressed for work like he's. <laughs> not going to work so he's he's home he took off for your anniversary how much does he really care about work huh yeah no it's true like the excuse of like you spend too much time at work and the excuse of I'm an asshole because I have to work so much right it's really just like papering over some some societal right. issues and some internal issues yeah and also it was very classic Classic patriarchy that the woman was like, "Let's try couples counseling." And he's like, "Yeah, oh, we're in couples counseling." Yeah, that's so terrible. That. Uh, also, that couples counselor seems like a hack. <laughs> Write a letter. It just seems like a really convenient way for him to like read something yeah, that autopilot him wrote. But like, it's so funny because the the advice was for them to read letters to each other about like their deeper, their their big issues when they're in the middle of a fight which like I cannot figure out the logic of that no meaning like neither. oh we're fighting about I don't know the dishes and now we need to talk about like how much we hate each other wait what yeah. that's like the worst kind of fight the yeah. worst way to like have that fight have that yeah. conversation rather completely what is, what hack couples counselor told you to do that and then, like we said, at the end, he's like, I'm going to do everything all the time. And she's just been like, I love doing nothing next to you. And like all of her stories are sort of about them doing nothing together or like ending up somewhere because they were just like hanging out. And then he's like, no, we have to stay busy all the time. That's the only way to get to ring every moment out of life. And I'm like, I don't know. My some of my favorite parts of life are like when I get to just like be in bed doing the crossword on my phone. Like, yeah, it's a really no, nice feeling. For sure. For sure. I relish that. That's why I work. Right. Uh, So that I have a nice pleasant environment to sit in bed. Right. And like, you you should do things sometimes, but also like you should rest. And the, it is like the intense capitalist culture that makes us think we are only worth something if we're busy all the time. And there's, you know, a lot of cool people I'm thinking of like the nap ministry on Instagram that is doing a lot of good work. That's, being like rest is revolutionary cuz they don't want us to rest and think right. about yeah. things so i don't agree with the moral being like no hanging I like you got the ro- the wrong message very confusing yeah. i would like gay witch to come back and be like oh but not no but you can chill down a little just bit just ch- ch- it's right. okay to chill. she clearly she clearly chills a d- she's always just walking in a graveyard <laughs> <laughs> That's her form of rest is walking yeah. in a graveyard. That's why she works is so that <laughs> she can walk in a graveyard. Yeah, like the gay witch she is. <laughs> okay, what's next? Fat phobia. Becca. Land erosion. Gay lady. Ooh, let's do land erosion. This is so fun. Well, it's just my made my major question was like. He was looking out at the ocean. He was in a seaside town. We're not going to see any land erosion in 10 years. Uh, excuse me. This seems more like a consistency issue than a feminism issue, but sure. Excuse me. Global warming is yeah, no, I a feminism know the inter- issue. Okay, I know it the intersectionality. Is a but this racial is not about, issue. This is not did you not see movie? last week's John Oliver? I did. De- okay, enough. Next, please. <laughs> Dude, go on to Becca. I don't care about this okay I'm fading fast I don't know if you can tell (laughs) I was surprised that that he got back with his ex like of all people like he could have just like had a new person yeah yeah I was sad for Becca like I felt bad for her already that she got dumped because her boyfriend made out with the wrong person at this new year's party she probably made him go to Uh um and then I was sad that she hadn't moved on and then I was like okay she got married and divorced Um, And then she still seems sad. And he was being super rude to her. She was being very understanding and very nice. And he didn't even like say thank you to her when she was like, you should go. You should go be with Leanne. No, he was was a huge dick to her. The first time he realizes that they're like together, they're making out and Leanne shows up and he immediately makes her like go stand in the back door as if she's like, you're stupid. Also consistency thing. I was like, there, I didn't realize there were steps back there until the end. I was like, why didn't she leave? Yeah. <laughs> I would leave and never come. No, you know what? I I would just walk in the door and right. be like, hello, I am a person and I am here. Right. Yeah. No, he was treating her like garbage. Um, and then the and, following year, she was like, we're moving in together. Yeah. Uh, but then, know. again, was really understanding. It was like, you should go chase Becca. And he just, like, didn't say thank you. He was just mean. Whatever. He does give her the gift at the end slash curse. So uh, I will say I did really appreciate. So Leanne comes in. They're like talking about maybe getting back together. And then she finds Becca's bra, which first of all, immediately he's like, happy anniversary. And I'm like, that's not her bra size. They are not the same bra size. No, Let's no, address they that. They keep trying to of make Becca and Leanne the same, but they're not the same. <laughs> and she says you know uh, oh it's the bra of some slut you had sex with last night and I was like okay it is not uh, he's the slut <laughs> like let's not bring her into it yeah also like they're separated they're allowed to have sex right? but then like two seconds later she realizes she, oh the poor woman you made her go stand outside and then she says I'm sorry I called you a slut and I appreciated that I liked that I liked that women supporting women <laughs> Okay, I I can tell your favorite. You want me to just keep going? Yeah, I mean to be honest, I like didn't really have a lot in this section. I know you had a lot, but okay. I don't know. Like land ero- the land erosion <laughs> again, like just doesn't feel like this movie is making an anti-feminist statement. Again, no, I know, I know, I know, I know, issue. It seems like they just didn't have the budget for that page. <laughs> but you can just address it. You can just say something. Can just be like, oh, okay. the waves are higher up. Whatever, I don't know. Okay, phobia? Yes, this was the big one that I had. Yes. Okay. So similar to Click, this movie decided that the passage of time really needed. You needed to talk about weight when That's you. That's the were... only way that you can know that time has <laughs> passed is if you comment on someone else's weight or your own. Unlike Click, thank God they did not use a fat suit, which was is good. N- never put a fat suit on anyone. But it also meant that they were just, like, saying things like, who's that puffy piece of shit? You look like a fucking pig. Have you put on more weight to somebody who looked exactly the same? Right. Yeah. First of all, confusing because it's, like, we all have eyes. Second of all, completely unnecessary. Like, such a, like we just hate fat people and being fat is the worst thing you could be. Right. So like, this means that your life is going poorly. If I, in my eyes think that you yeah. are fat. Right. It's, I, I mean, if you want my, you know, our full diatribe on, on fat phobia, you can listen to our click episode, which does it in a much worse way. <laughs> yes. But suffice it to say, yeah, it is. It's pretty terrible that we're still equating your life going poorly and you being a bad person to like having gained weight yeah it's really yeah. gross and then there were other things where it was like oh you're doing better did you you're doing really well did you lose some weight right like all like just the same stuff like the exact same stuff it's like so tired so boring and so harmful like all of it right. just sucks and it was like why are we putting this in this movie that otherwise has like pretty good writing And like, I think it was like accidentally illustrative when he says to Sam, like, you seem like you're doing so much better. You look great. You've lost weight. And it turns out that Sam's lost weight because he has cancer. And it's like, that fucking happens all the time. Like people are ill, either with physical illnesses like cancer or with eating disorders, and they get compliments because they've lost weight, which goes to show that we don't actually care about people's health, right? Like, right, of people course. We claim, just care about the way they look. Right. We claim, people claim that they're just worried about, you know, how much they weigh because they want to be healthy or they're worried about how much you weigh because they want you to be healthy or like all fat people are unhealthy and blah, blah, blah. When it's like, no, the fact that like you think this person looks great because they lost weight because they have fucking cancer proves that you don't give two shits about health. You just are fat phobic yep yep 100 percent. it made me feel like maybe for the rest of the movie they should refrain from commenting on people's weight but he does not learn that lesson no 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 it made me think oh should i get cancer would that improve my life (laughs) i i've literally people have like made comments to me oh i had the flu it was horrible but like hey i lost four pounds from vomiting that was good it's, it's ridiculous. Like, I don't understand how we're still having yeah. this conversation in the year of our Lord 2022. Yeah. Health and weight don't equate. Uh, fat phobia is racist and misogynistic. Go listen to our Click episode listen, or, and or listen to Maintenance Phase and or just, like, read anything Aubrey Gordon has ever written. Yeah. And uh, above all, never comment on another person's weight. It's none of your damn yeah. business. Yes. Unless you've seen all of their blood work. You don't know how healthy they are. And honestly, even if they are unhealthy, also none of your damn business. (laughs) Okay. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry, Helena. This is where I wanted to throw in my one little blast from the past fact. Oh, okay. Yes. Can't wait. The guy who played Teddy, Uh Rafe, we think his name is. This is from his personal life section of his Wikipedia. Okay. Rafe was overweight as a teen, which he calls a quote-unquote painful experience. Uh, having achieved poor grades at his school, Haberdasher's Asks Hatcham College. Wait, so what, the, what kind of name is that? Can you repeat that? Hab- Haberdasher's Asks, Haberdashes, and then there's an apostrophe after the S. Asks, and there's an apostrophe before the S. Hatcham College. What? I'm going to put it in the chat. I'm sorry. I know this is about his like pretend weight trauma, but I need to just, we just have to pause. Wow. All right. Anyway, moving on. He left to become an actor and joined the National Youth Theater at 15. After being perennially cast in quote unquote fat roles, he lost 77 pounds at age 19, which brought more acting opportunities. Cool. So he did all that and then was like, yeah, I'm going to talk about. I got to talk about I mean, I know he didn't write the lines, but I just thought that was interesting considering what they did with his character. Yeah. There was a lot of like berating himself for the way he looked. Uh, Right. Yeah. So not great. Don't love that. And it seems like he's in the three to five percent of people who was able to lose weight and actually keep it off. So yep. he probably now thinks everyone can do it. Right, of course. <laughs> Even though 95% yeah. of people actually end up getting more weight after they try to go on diets. Anyway. This really reminds me of a lot of great Bachelor uh, trauma, trauma yeah. cards where people are like, well, I was chubby as a child and that's my main trauma. And sure. now I'm so much more healthy and <laughs> everyone can do it. Yeah. I will say context dependent, right? Because I do think – the way it's framed here and on the Bachelor it's very, very harmful. But yeah. I also will say that being fat is traumatic because yes. of the no, way you are absolutely. treated as a fat person in, in this society. But coming at it from a perspective of like, here's my my triumphant story that everyone right, exactly. should yeah. be exactly. Yeah. Overcoming. Part of. Overcoming right. this horrible thing. Right. It's like, the, well, yes. why why do we see it as this horrible thing? There are reasons yeah. for that. I yeah, I should specify being fat itself is not a horrible thing to overcome. The traumatic part is how people treat you when you are right. fat. Right. Uh okay. We don't really actually need to talk about it. I thought it was so fun that the old witch was gay. And it was also so loved fun. it. was uh, so fun that it took Teddy so long to figure out that she was saying she was gay. <laughs> it was very funny. To be. I thought it was hilarious. I loved the way they they used this gay witch. I love that she was like a lesbian graveyard witch. I feel like every, <laughs> every graveyard has one. Uh, it's not a stereotype. It's just true. Yeah, no, I thought it was great that she was like, "Yeah, I realized uh, I shouldn't marry that man." And he's like, "Oh, like you married another man?" And she's like, "No." He's like, "So you've been alone?" And she's like, "No." He's like, "I don't, I don't understand what's left." Very, very funny. funny. And then, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm down with the gate." And he, she was like, "Whatever, man. Like I do not give a shit. I'm a lesbian graveyard witch, like." got other things to think about me coming out to you isn't a big moment for me okay okay are we ready i think we're ready all right is it it the the best best of of times times or the worst of times times. here's where we talk about if you should watch it in what context we rate it on our doomsday clock on a scale of noon till midnight noon being notoriously gouge your own eyes out before you watch this midnight being as of late Notoriously party in your eyeballs. It's so good. It's the best movie. Woo, woo, woo. Honestly, it's all about your eyeballs. Do you ever yeah. think about the fact that movies are also an auditory experience? No, there's no. I've never heard of talkies. What about like your hypothalamus, like the the emotional center of your brain? What about that? Maybe you should do the intro from now on. No, I'm not going to. You're so good at it. <laughs> all right go Helena uh okay I would give this movie I'm gonna say like a 715 I had fun watching it I thought it was like fine if you need like a sort of bland rom-com it's not really it's not really that funny I guess it's just sort of like there I laughed out loud you laughed out loud okay it's like not entirely poorly written There's some nice moments. The romance is nice. The friendship is nice. Uh, Points off for fat phobia and erosion. (laughs) Lack of erosion. (laughs) We wanted more erosion. The time travel itself was like sort of well done. Like it was explained enough, I guess. And again, like you only have to see this man suffer for an hour and a half. So Mm -hmm. when you put it in that context, you're not really like watching suffering for that long. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is what I would give it. Paige? I'll go 7.30. I was thinking about going 8, but I don't think it quite deserves 8. But I do think it's like, it's very watchable. As far as like the caliber of silly rom-coms on Netflix, it is it's better than some of the other ones I've watched. And, yeah, true. And it's is less prob- Like, yes, the fat phobia is bad, obviously, but for the most part, not as problematic as, like, again, some other things, rom-coms I've watched. The trope can be, or the genre can be very problematic. So it's, it was good, and it felt, falls really nicely into this genre, which we love to see, because sometimes they trick us. Sometimes they trick us. I was a little worried, because I did suggest this movie while in a COVID <laughs> fever haze. <laughs> So yeah, I thought it's a fun rom-com. Like if you're on Netflix and you've watched and you're done watching to all the boys i loved before or whatever people are watching on there now. Whatever the kids are watching. Yeah, it's on Netflix, it's 90 minutes. Throw it on. You'll have you'll have a fine time. You'll get what you paid for. Yeah, no, that's exactly that's exactly the vibe of this movie is you get what you pay for. Yeah. Cute dog, pretty lady. Yeah handsome guy with gla- once he wears glasses mm-hmm. that's the thing women in movies have to take off glasses to be attractive and men have to put them on <gasps> wow that's a great insight you should tweet that yeah i think there's probably some feminism something in there but we don't have time all right, <laughs> not today yeah, i am fading i uh, yeah. i need some tea and i i am uh, i need to go to bed it's 8 30 yes, and i respect that okay all right with, with that, that- We'll be back in no time time at all. All of a sudden, Teddy wakes up back. All of a sudden, Teddy wakes back up the morning after his wedding. All of a sudden, Teddy wakes up back at the morning. What? Okay. All of a sudden. Pup out wakes up back. Back at wakes up back at and we're gonna we're gonna do it live. All right. All of a sudden.